Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on Season 3, Episode 3, The End of Innocence. Well, welcome. Episode three, eh? We are flying through this season. Indeed. We have had so many nice messages on socials at Never Seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram of people just being very glad that we're back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be here. Good, good to be here. Good to be back. Just appreciate being here. Uh, no, it's really nice, and I think like a lot of the UK in particular are back in lockdown, and it's it's weird times at the moment. So it's nice. I'm I'm liking having this, and I it's just so nice that people are feeling the benefit of our dulcet tones on yes. a weekly basis. A nice distraction, precisely. Just in case you are not a regular listener, hello, welcome, hi, new people. Hello. Um, <laughs> we're a podcast <laughs> called I've Never Seen the OC. Every week we listen to an episode of The OC and Jane, our local expert on all things OC, brings the facts, the facts, the stats, the nostalgia. From watching it about five times over, maybe. Oh, wow. That, yeah. And then there's <laughs> ignorant little me that comes in just being like, oh my God, I wonder what will happen next because I have never seen the OC. <laughs> well, that feels like a great, a great spot to jump in. Okay, last time. What happened last time? Um, Jimmy's being dodgy again, uh, isn't he? Yep. Money troubles. And obviously the answer is to repropose to Julie. It's going to oh, solve yeah. all his problems. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Come on now. Kirsten is in Lake Arrowhead with the creepy Charlotte whose motives CC. I cannot figure out. Yeah, but we know they're not good. We know they're not good. No. Well, that's Kirsten caught her the last time, didn't she? Down next to the, the lake with a bottle of... I don't know, a bottle of Jack. Bottle of, yeah, bottle of Jack, which Kirsten then got rid of. And then we saw Creepy Charlotte whipping out the hip flask. Yeah. So, But like, yeah, I, I, I cannot, I thought in this episode we'd get a bit more inkling as to what she's up to, mm. but I have no freaking idea. Like, yeah, I mean, we're three episodes mysterious. in. So I think, yeah, I think she's here for like quite a bit longer. And then the other big drama of last week, obviously we have the new Dean, the Ugh. Dean of Discipline. What a title. He sounds like a dodgy wrestler, doesn't he? Yeah. The Dean <sighs> of Discipline. Also, from my experience from working in schools and I've worked in maybe schools in rougher areas um, with discipline issues. And that was so diplomatically put. <laughs> hmm. And um, she's been to schools in Chino, guys. She's she's done the Chino rounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and worked in schools in more affluent areas. So the partial schools, as Kerry would have she's called done them, done Harbour yep. School too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why why would a school like Harbour need a dean of discipline? Right. I mean, they've like, got all that money. You know though. what else are they going to spend it on? I suppose. I suppose. There's only so many like, Ferris wheels you can have in a year. Yeah, it's just it's hardly particularly crazy. So, yeah, who knows? But we've got the Dean of Discipline. Who's also Daniel Mead from yes. um, Ugly Betty. With a terrible blonde. Do you think it's a wig or do you think it's just like a dye job? Do you know what it looks like? And this is going heavy nostalgia pretty early in the episode. Do you remember Sunnin? Oh, like that you would oh. spray in your hair and then the sun would naturally lighten it. Or you'd put lemon yeah. juice in your hair. I used to use, I think it was like a John Frieda, like yellow stuff. Then the texture was horrible and it would like totally dry your hair out. So, but you would get, your hair would get a little blonder, but it would be yeah. mega crispy and terrible condition. <laughs> <laughs> Worth I think it. I used the same stuff. <laughs> Worth it. I can smell <laughs> it. I can actually <laughs> smell it now. <laughs> Worth it for those sun highlights. highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's been heavy on the the sun in, and uh, he's got blonde hair now. Uh, but he kicked out Marissa, and then Marissa gate crashed the carnival, so he went to kick her out, and he mm. kind of grabbed Marissa's arm, and then Ryan like lost his shit and like yeah. punched him in the face. Classic Ryan, 
Classic Ryan. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Ryan. Right. Let's uh, let's get into it. The diner, Summer, Ryan, Marissa, Seth. It is the end of the world, as Summer said. I feel like this is your kind of like classic setup, isn't it? Because the last episode or the episode before, we had them all like sat in the diner at the start as well, and it was like this is going to yeah. be the best year ever. And no, it's here we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I first watched this, I was like. I first watched it I mean like at lunchtime which was approximately <laughs> like six hours ago so when I watched this earlier um I was just like oh do we such a drama queen summer but then also if my friend got kicked out of school at school it would be the end of the world yeah you'd be pretty gutted wouldn't you and you're probably yeah. knowing that you're going to have to deal with our like heartbroken boyfriend as well I know right um that's it it's just her and the boys that are left yeah. well no Ryan's out as well no doesn't he <laughs> But Ryan seems pretty chill about it, doesn't he? Yeah, I think they're both quite resigned to the fact that maybe it is for the best. And I think it's because they've sort of got comfort in knowing it's the two of them. Um, and this is where we get into the fact that Seth is going to be like heavy bullied because Ryan isn't there anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh as terrible. But <laughs> it's just like, it's so funny because like I feel the tropes for being bullied at school in these TV shows are like not the reality of any bullying I had ever experienced. You, what are you talking about, Heather? There must have been you must have got your shoes peed in at school. Come on, like, right? What? what? You must have just got a wedgie walking through. No, it's insane. It's the same with like um, we had it before. Like when somebody walks into the cafeteria and they like knock their lunch up. Like that is that doesn't happen in real life. But Seth is very worried someone's going to pee in his shoes. So sure. Sure, okay. Um, but at least we have each other. Yeah, although right? did you, I also like that um, <laughs> when Summer says that he's going to be ridiculed as deaf breath Seth. <laughs> and then Marissa's like, didn't you used to call him that? <laughs> She's just like, hmm. <laughs> I feel like they really gloss over the fact that Summer used to really Seth and now they're doing it. Death breath Seth, that's horrible. It's very catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see why it's stuck. Yeah, so then we've got this line where they're like, if we stick together, everything will will be okay. Deal? Which makes me think that they're not going to stick together and it's not going to be okay. Yeah, Q, Julie Collin, Sandy Collin, and everything going to shit, basically. Yeah, drama ensuing. So yeah, Julie's on the phone to discuss the future. Sandy's on the phone to do the same. Um... And this this is a really weird moment. So they run off and Summer and Seth are left in their own. And Summer, Summer says, they've survived a lot. I don't know if they can survive this. I mean, they've survived some like pretty crazy stuff. Surely they can survive not going to their fancy school? school. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Bad. I, I got bad vibes. I'm putting it out there. I got bad omen vibes. Yeah, that that paired with the end of innocence title, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come back to the title. I have some something I want to say on okay. this. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. <laughs> poor Sandy. I every time he came on screen, I could just hear you in my head being like, "Here we go Who's again." Looking after Sandy. Who is looking after Sandy? Oh. Well, Sandy's trying to look after the Newport group <laughs> and he's just on the phone being like, this isn't my job. I don't know what I'm doing. Please Why? just help. <laughs> Surely they have someone else to handle that. Surely there's a tailor equivalent in the Newport group yeah. that's used to doing all the work and getting none of the credit. None of the credit. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is where Sandy goes like in on Ryan and is like, you need to break up, not break up with Marissa, but like, you need to start thinking about yourself, putting yourself first, which I like to think, you know, as a 30 something year old woman, this is very much my energy. I love my other half. I will do anything and everything for him. But there's also a huge part of me now that's like, yes, but my needs are important and, you know, they need to be met. But I think if you told 16-year-old oh. Heather you have to put yourself before your boyfriend of two months that you're madly in love with, uh, that that probably wouldn't have gone down so well in, in my household anyway. No, most definitely not. But they are 16, so... Yeah, but sensible. I quite liked that Sandy said this and like took this line because I think sometimes he does... Yeah, the kids do 
not call the shots, you know, but he's always trying to yeah. like see reason. But I think he's just been a bit like enough is enough and you need to start thinking about yourself. So no, I think it was um, yeah. good. Although I guess that takes us on to Julie, which <laughs> let's never really thought that Sandy and Julie would be on the same page, but here we are. No. Yeah. Um, she's got her a place in boarding school, which I was like, do you know what, Julie Cooper, good hustle, babe. Like, yeah. you've worked hard, you've done your homework, you've worked around, and you've got a good place. Okay, you're having to, you know, be embezzled by your younger daughter to keep yeah. a secret, but, like, <laughs> you've done a great job. Good job. A star from me, Julie. Yeah, again, classic Julie, and she's basically asking of Marissa what, Sandy's asking of Ryan and wants them to stay away from each other which at this stage again um, from a an adult perspective maybe not the worst thing um, but obviously into the world for those guys yeah and I think like there is a really nice moment before they talk about um, <laughs> Marissa not seeing Ryan where Marissa's like oh I don't I don't want to go to a boarding school like can we do something else and there's a really nice moment between them where they're like oh okay like sure like i just i think when you look at their conversations particularly in season one oh yeah compared to now you're like oh this is quite nice it's quite nice guys yeah definitely you can i think marissa and as we've said like definitely our character is really developing as much yeah. as it can um but she's a lot more likable i think from what we've seen over yeah. so far this season for sure right <laughs> jimmy is being hounded for money but he has been hounded whilst on hands oh my free. god <laughs> no but like <laughs> it's like a helmet it's huge it's like but do you not remember i really really distinctly remember going to the morrison's around the corner from my mum and dad's house morrison's is like a walmart if you're in america it's yeah. like a, a food shop where you do the shopping so i remember going there and be walking through the car park and there was this woman just like shouting but she didn't have like any like anything in her hand she was walking with her messages and she was just like going berserk and i was like oh, whoa that lady is crazy and then i realized she had one of those like big weird oh. head pieces in but do you remember when like being hands-free was like a weird thing like nobody did well, it yeah this is a thing i was actually seeing this the other day um when i was out a walk with Stephen. we were walking along and someone was just obviously like chatting away on their um hands-free or whatever and i was like i know this has been around for forever but I still find it so weird and like really uncomfortable. <laughs> and obviously I it's practical. Oh, I like it in, yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I still, I think I still get, it triggers something to like what you've just <laughs> um, described of just thinking, is this person like absolutely crazy and going to attack me or are they just having a conversation? An animated I chat. <laughs> I am, um, I was walking to the, I was walking to the hairdressers and I was walking whilst talking to my friend on the phone, but like my hands were getting really cold. So I put hands free in and I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if people think I look weird. My hands are cold and I will sacrifice looking insane to not have cold hands and I was like speed walking up this hill and I was like cool right this is great like chatting away we were talking about like money because she was going for a job and I was like oh you should ask for more blah, blah, blah. you know respect your worth yeah. value your worth and uh, it was only like maybe like 10 minutes later that I realized that an ex-boyfriend of mine was actually walking towards me whilst I was having this conversation oh, no. and I was like of all the people to look insane in front of uh, but we're it's fine. always the same, it? Yep. Always the same. Always the same. Anyway, he's got a headpiece <sighs> in and he looks weird. <laughs> he's over to see Sandy and to say oh. sorry for the whole family. He's sorry on behalf of oh. them all. And see when he said, that's not the only reason oh. I'm here, I 100% thought he was going to ask him for money. Yeah, I've 100%. actually got written down like, is he going to ask for cash? Surely not. Yes, arc. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's... Uh. He is asking for cash, but not in like a give me money way, but in a here, you know, your father-in-law died. Can you please ask your grieving wife who's, who's in rehab to hurry along now with the will reading, please? Yeah, I think he tries to frame it though as if it's for Julie's benefit um, in terms yeah. of, well, she's really stressed out by all this um, and he's asking for it. And I think Sandy is suspicious, but again not suspicious enough like how no. can these people not see the patterns but then surely if your pal was done for embezzling money any conversations about money you'd be a bit nervous around yeah you'd think wouldn't you 
Um, but he's not, and he's like anything for the future Cooper, <laughs> future Cooper Mitch, uh, Nickel. Why can't I say that? The future Cooper Nickel Cooper. Got a ring to it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Julie Cooper Nickel Cooper. Julie Cooper Nickel Cooper. Yeah. It's a weird little tongue twister. I'm going to leave that one for you. We're recording on a Monday night and my brain is not alive enough to be working with that. Okay, over to Harbour School and Seth has been wedgied because that's what people do when they're bullying people. Sure. Um, The new dean wants Seth and Summer to help with a production of South Pacific. Ugh. Not to be confused with South Specific. Yeah. South Pacific. <laughs> Very different. Yeah, they, he wants them to be stagehands at the drama club. Yeah, but his reasoning is that Seth and Summer don't have any school spirit and they're not involved in extracurricular activities. But do you remember, like in season one, and apparently Seth has like established seven different clubs at the school? Right. So clearly he's got school spirit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A weird, a weird flex, but from Summer, it's a very strong and sarcastic no, no, because she does not want to be bossed around by Taylor annoying Townsend because she is president of the drama club. Of course she, of course is. she is. Of course she is. Oh, Ugh. I love how much you hate Taylor. Um, but that's what she's, she's excelling at what she's supposed to do. She's meant to right. be a character. She is like, if you think of her as... I guess like a caricature is such. So she's kind of like this exaggerated version of the like Newport elite society. So like in season one, we -hmm. really hated Luke to begin with. And then as time progressed, so maybe you'll feel the same. Who knows? Mm. It's not looking strong at this (laughs) point, babe. It's not looking strong. Um, see this kiss between Jimmy and Julie it really made Whoa. me feel horrifically uncomfortable yeah. I felt like I was watching my parents neck uh, and it was, I didn't like it yeah they always seem to have these really wild embraces in the yacht club in front of everyone and they've obviously they've not got any shame either folk would be thinking no. oh is that not her husband's like barely in his grave and here she is smitching her ex-husband in front of everyone Ugh. Yes. how long's that been going on for Susan uh, huh uh, yes. Yeah. I can hear that conversation now. Um, but he wants to get married right now. He wants to get married on Saturday. You know me, I love a time frame, so I'm very glad yeah. for this uh, distinction of time. So we're imagining, I imagine this is like a Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah, start Wednesday. Start of the week. Yeah. Um, and he's, <laughs> I love the fact he's like, who wants a DJ playing cool in the gang? But is that not a throwback to when her ring, f- or like her ringtone goes that's and it's right. a cool in the gang song and Kirsten's like, I know that's Jimmy's favourite song. That's Jimmy's favourite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Julie's into it and I did not expect this in the slightest. She's well pumped for a small intimate family wedding. Yeah, she definitely seems more chill um, than she has been. But then to accept, oh yeah, we'll go to Hawaii and we'll like ride in or sail in on our boat and then we'll just stay there forever. She's like, yeah. That bit isn't till later. Does it not? No. It's li- at this right. point, it's just the honeymoon. Right, okay. Just the, the boat honeymoon. in Hawaii. Which, again, as soon as they said Hawaii, I was like, mm. Mm, okay, sure. Yeah, because I'm guessing sure. this, the dodgy guy, he seems to be, is he like a contact from his work in Hawaii? I'm guessing. No, I think he's just Newport. Newport. I don't know. I'd guess so if he's so keen to leave Newport. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I'm not sure of the ins and outs of the gangster underworld mm. of uh, Newport Beach, I'm no. afraid. Sandy is visiting Kirsten and Creepy Charlotte. Yeah. And Creepy Charlotte is like, we weren't expecting you. Yep, he comes to say that they are going to read the will on Friday to let Kirsten know. Yes. And he's so good. She's like, do I need to decide right now? And he's like, no, it's okay. Like, he's obviously concerned. And you can see that he's concerned about Charlotte. You can see that he's like, why do you need to stay? Why do you need to listen to her? Yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, good guy. He's just like, it's okay. I'll see you. We'll chat about it. It's okay. And then, then when he's hugging, he sees over her shoulder that creepy Charlotte has been eavesdropping on their conversation. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy. Creepy Charlotte. Sandy's on to her. Yeah, well, hopefully. So we then flip to Marissa's room. 
and Marissa and Ryan are um, having a little smooch and a little canoodle. And then Julie traps the door. Ryan runs out onto the balcony um, and Julie's like, we don't lock doors in this house. Like, Did you yeah. have a lock on your door when you were a teenager? Nah. Did no, you? No, my parents would not have been okay with that. <laughs> no, I think like we moved into, it was like our house, which was a new build and had nice white doors. My mum definitely wouldn't have let me put a lock on that <laughs> um, purely for that reason. But I don't think she'd have let me put a lock on my door regardless. No, um, my door threatened regularly to be removed and taken off. Yeah, so, um, yeah definitely no locks in our house. <laughs> uh, Marissa quite clearly looks like she's been tussling. Like, yeah, she definitely has that, like trying to flatten her hair down bed here look. Um, but this is where Julie drops it in that her and Jimmy are going to get married on Saturday. Oh no, you are so right, Jane. I am sorry. I'm going to publicly apologise here. I doubted your <laughs> OC knowledge. You were right. So they, they did discuss so moving that, to Hawaii. But it's so fleeting that you can be forgiven for the way that Julie just accepts it. You can like, be sure, forgiven yeah, for let's thinking move to no. Hawaii. Yeah, and this is where like Julie just drops into conversation. By the way, we're getting married on Saturday and then we're moving to Hawaii. Bye. Yeah, and Miss like, I can't. She's like, you can and you will. Yes. And that's that. Yeah, it does make sense though. Like, see, as an, from an adult perspective, it does make sense. They've had a lot of tough times in Newport. They've had a t- lot of, you know, hard times, not fun times. So why wouldn't you just be like, yeah. you know what, let's sack this off. And Hawaii sounds lovely. It does. It is. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, we went um, as part of a honeymoon. It was, Ugh. yeah, it's pretty much like it looks like on TV. Really <laughs> nice. <laughs> one of them, one of my favourite films is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, so like, I totally. feel like I've been to Hawaii. Yeah. It is. We did go to one of the beaches near where that was set. Maybe one day I'll get married and go on honeymoon. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> It will like happen. 12 years after <laughs> it was meant to happen. <sighs> anyway. Um, right. Kitchen. Seth suggests that they run away together. Oh, surprise, At which surprise. point I'm like, Seth, you're an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or Ryan. Well, Ryan could run to Hawaii too. And they could all live happily ever after. Or. Yeah. <laughs> the crazier or plan. Marissa can move in with us. Sure. What? Um, <laughs> Before um before Ryan comes up with that spectacular <laughs> idea, um Seth says something really funny where he's like, Is it my fault all our half baked adolescent ideas go wrong and my and my dad has to bail us out? <laughs> and it's just like I love it when they have these really like self aware moments yeah. in the show. Like I just find it really funny. It's happened a couple of times throughout season one and season two. So I'm glad they're keeping that up. It's very funny. Um so yeah, Sandy I don't know in what world they thought Sandy would say yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit. I was like, oh, Ryan's actually maybe turned in, turned into one of these like Newport kids with mental ideas and grand plans. But yeah, Seth yeah. will have taken me in so they can just, my girlfriend can come and live. And he's like, he tries to rationalise it as well by saying, oh, the Coopers are your parents' like oldest friends and it'll be fine. No. 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 I also love the fact that he's not even asked Marissa if that's like yes. something she yes. would want. That's, uh, yeah, I think sure. we can come to that later on. I've got more to say about that later, but yeah, that's a very valid point. But yeah, he takes a bagel to, in the hope to bribe Sandy. Uh, sure. Uh, let's head over to Marissa telling Summer. And I thought yeah. this was a really like nice, sad, good friendship moment scene. Yeah, and Summer says that she can't. And she'll restrain her. But <laughs> and she's got Ryan on her side, so you know she's got good, got yeah. good chance. Okay, it is I think it is nice, like you say, but it is. It's, I felt really sorry for Marissa because she genuinely thinks that her parents are happy and that this is going to work out. And obviously, yeah. we know Jimmy's motive. So yeah, it seems like she's come so far, and then this is going to be yeah taken away from her. So I did, I did feel yeah. bad for her here. It was only in this scene that I was like, because obviously I've never seen this. So I was starting to think like, oh God, does Marissa move in, to, in with them? Is that like, like, where's it going next? Uh, yeah, where's that going? Um, Marissa said, it's the best we can do if we want to stay together, like as a family. 
And I was just like, like something just twigged in my brain that was like, oh, I don't think this is going to, I don't think this is going to end up well. Yeah. But I like, I can understand that. Like she sees that her parents are happy. She wants them to be happy and she wants to be a part of that happiness, I guess. Yeah. Again, it's, it's premature that she's choosing her family and her family's happiness, like as a unit over her boyfriend, which is a lot. For a 16-year-old? I mean, maybe she doesn't actually like Ryan and she's like, yeah, this is a great excuse. I don't even need to break up with him. I can just yeah. move to Hawaii and Bye. top up my tan. Bye. Um, oh my God, imagine if that actually was the storyline that she doesn't actually like Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been reading fan fiction again, Heather? <laughs> One of our listeners, let me find his name. One of our listeners actually looked up the fan fiction and he was like, it was pretty good video. <laughs> Um, right, Jimmy and Julie on the boat. And they're finally moving forwards. Or are they? They look so cute. They look so cute and so happy. They do. Oh, and then the bad guy turns up, yeah. obviously. Kevin. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, this is what I, I didn't go back and watch, but I'm sure Julie gets off the boat and says like, oh, hey Kevin. And then oh. Kevin gets on the boat and is like... Is that your woman or something to that effect? And I'm like, how does yeah. Julie know Kevin? Kevin doesn't know Julie. But he's definitely called Kevin. <laughs> Big Kev. Yeah. Big, Big Kev. scary Kev. Yes. Yeah, um, and this is where Jimmy's like, I have the money. I'll get it to you tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, he like crosses his fingers like, oh, well, good luck that happens. And then like pokes him in the chest. Oh. I was like, what a weird flex, man. Yeah. Do you also think that? given Jimmy's experience or lack of experience with managing money that he thinks the will's going to be read and then it'll just be transferring all the cash and then it's Mm. there you go then you go and take it all out and get come a big bag of cash to the yacht (laughs) (sighs) oh Jimmy Mm. Jimmy you full cue to Sandy sitting in is that Caleb's seat I think so it looks like Newport group-esque so yeah I think he must be here, what happened to Sandy's seaside office? We've not seen that in a long time. Where is that? We've not seen him surfing in a long time either, have we? Well, he's not really got much time to be surfing with everything else that's going on. I was going to say, you find some time in his diary yeah. to go surfing. Sandy's self-care has gone to shit. Really Let's get has. back out in that surfboard. Bless him. Um, but yeah, Ryan turns up and he's like, I've got an idea. And Sandy is like, oh. it better be to like get the grades and get to college because that's all I give a shit about yeah. Ryan sort of life out. Not in so many words, don't quote me on that. But that's the general <laughs> gist of what he says. Um, yeah, and I, oh, so when that, um, Sandy says to him, he's like, you've got a lot of nerve to even bring this up. And then Ryan hits out with, which I was just like, oh, you did not. And he says, I've written this down Yeah, too. we're here because someone gave you and me a break. Now Marissa needs one. It's like, oh, oh no, that's not oh, what I wrote Although down, that's, I've written that's down. spectacular. Like, yeah. I've not been funny. Like, yeah, Marissa's had a bit of a rough ride of it, but it's not as if she's kid from Chino like parents well maybe our parents might end up in jail who knows but um (laughs) yeah I just thought that's oh I just thought that was like emotional manipulation like awful the thing that bothered me in his little uh, speech that he did was he said I care about this girl (laughs) sorry what Sandy knows who you're talking about you could just say I care about Marissa or I care about her like I care about this girl, right? Or who cares? You're 16, shut up. I know, right? I want a firm word with the writer because that is just such a freaking weird thing for any human to say, let alone a 16-year-old talking about their girlfriend. But, I mean, we've talked about it loads when Ryan talks like an adult. Yeah. And I feel like that was just like another moment of him trying to talk like an adult uh, when he's not. Yeah, he really isn't. But Sandy doesn't yeah. say no. Like, he doesn't shit it down straight away. Should... Can you imagine if Kirsten was here? Kirsten would be like... Kirsten knows no. none of this. None of this. She doesn't know about Trey. <laughs> she doesn't know about skill. And now she's going to come home and Marissa's in the pill house. What? <laughs> if that doesn't drive her back to drink, then who knows? Like, I know. God, imagine having to live with Marissa Cooper. Oh. That, would, that would drive me to drink. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, he's gone soft because Kirsten isn't about to be the alpha in the household. Yep. Um, and then 
he calls Kirsten and Kirsten picks up the phone and is all like happy to hear from him hear and from it's quite him. nice. Yeah, it is nice until Cece grills her on why she's going. Creepy Charlotte overheard. Ugh. See anyone like anyone who has the balls to admit that they overheard something. I'm like She was lurking. And this is where Kirsten tries to stick up for herself and she's like, look, I'm going for me. I feel great. And then Cece's like, promise me you'll sleep on it. What? So like, weird. So like the more we see them engage with each other, the more I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. And I would just like, what even goes on behind closed doors? What do they talk about? <laughs> A valid point. A mm. valid point. Right, Taylor is the worst. That's uh, that's all I've written down. Taylor is the worst. Very much like her anchor earrings, though. Maybe the anchor top's a bit too much. Them. Yeah, she's got like these gold anchor earrings on, which I feel there's like, there's something I'd have bought out of Urban Outfitters around about you the know, same time scale. I really remember like nautical theme. Being, oh, like, I was all over it. I loved like all the nautical stuff. Like big fan of navy so i used to have a necklace with an anchor on it and i definitely had little silver earrings with anchors on it yeah and i, I mean i'm still a fan of a striped top but yeah, uh, yeah that was i must have been a vibe a look a naughty vibe but they're getting the stage ready for south pacific i <laughs> i have written down something controversial this so I don't very often make big like accusations or big mm-hmm. you know thoughts on what I think a plot line's gonna be, but I'm going for one here. Is she shagging the teacher? Is she shagging the dean of discipline? Are we supposed to like give spoilers or stuff? No. <laughs> Are you gonna cut this out? <laughs> no, I'm like looking at your face to try and see like if there's any reaction. So the reason I say that is because they kind of like clock high. So when she's saying to Summer, like to the left, up a bit, left a bit, down a bit, she makes eyes with the Dean and there's like a weird moment between them. And I was like, what was that? What did I just see there? That was weird. Mm, we'll just have to keep watching. <laughs> I can't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, it's so hard to talk to you about the OC because I'm so scared of like giving any spoilers away. Yeah, um, that's why I'm like, when we come onto the call before we start recording or when we're texting I'm like just, just don't don't mention anything about the OC <laughs> I've never even watched it it's yeah fine. like what <laughs> the oh what uh, Dawson's Creek sure uh, well that's I'm putting it out there okay I think there's something going on between them because I saw that moment and um, I think there's something happening so this is where Seth nails his shirt to the scenery. <laughs> sure. Um, and Summer, Summer says this really gross line where she's like, he's a little bit disabled when it comes to tools. Now, we're all aware of how I feel about Taylor. I think she's an arsehole. But she says, she corrects Summer and says, it's specially able. Yeah. And part of me was like, do you know what, babe? Sure, I'll give yeah. you that one. I'll give you that one. It's not the right term now, but I appreciate the gesture back in the day. Yeah. Sure. You have one point. Enjoy it because you're not getting any more. Yeah. Summer starts addressing her with like, listen, skank. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, that's because, that's because she's so mean. She, she basically has a go so and is like, well, it's so cute that you get, she does that. Oh, I hate it when people do this. And Summer totally nails it with what she says. Taylor says like, oh, well, you know, it's so cute you've got each other. Because, you know, Marissa was the popular one, basically implying that like Summer yeah. has nobody now that Marissa is away. And everyone's scared of Ryan. Like, so that's why Seth has been like let off for the last two years. And this is where Summer just like loses her shit. Yeah. And I love it. And she says, You're right. She was like, um, Listen, skank, great start to any telling off. Just because you're saying really mean things in a really nice voice doesn't mean that we don't realize that you're just a stupid skank. Yeah, that's so. Although it did really make me laugh because I used to work in a call center and I would always like, I had to phone people up and like ask them for money a lot of the time, which they for due to pay, it was usually rich people that hadn't paid their taxes. Anyway, um, but you just, whatever, when I'd be like training people, just say whatever you say, just say it in a really nice voice and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I 
So if you could just make that payment for £40,000, yep, that would be great. Have you got your wee card there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you it worked. It worked. Oh, that is yeah. like honestly my least favorite thing is like oh. when people are just mean but say it in like such a nice way. Yeah. And there's like a real Glasgow accent which kind of sounds like this yeah. when people are trying to like be nice and you're just like fuck off. Yeah. No. But yeah, Taylor is a Regina George level of bitch. Oh my god, she, she is. Without the popularity. Um so obviously the dean shows up. And is like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then like starts Cry. crying. Ugh. Oh, I hate her so much. She makes me so mad. Like, I think I just like her more than I dislike Trey and Oliver put together. Mm. You're that's. I think she's been designed to make you feel that way. So, okay. I think there's there's room for growth there. So, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And then the dean's like, one more incident and there'll be consequences. Blah, blah, blah. Wah, wah, wah. Sure, mm. whatever. Rebirth. He makes me want to rebel. Oh, yeah. He makes me want to, like, do bad things. Yes. But not in, like, a sexy way, but, no, like, just... in a set fire to some bins. Yeah. <laughs> set off a firework in the corridor. Yeah, that's what You're I You're now, do. like, subscribing to all the things that you said earlier that never happen in schools. <laughs> <laughs> mate you did not go to my secondary school both of those things happened on the regular <laughs> do you know it's actually so funny and this will mean nothing to no one but I'm sure people have had similar experiences there was a guy that I went to school with who I won't name for legal reasons <laughs> but he was a riot in school like an actual riot like when I, talk, when I talk about setting fireworks off in the corridors, that's what he did Oops. with like people in them he would put fireworks in your rucksack like he was <sighs> insane like I sometimes think back and I'm like how none of us got like badly injured is beyond me but anyway the reason I thought of him was because the other day we had a snow day here in Glasgow it was glorious and Ali and I went for a walk in the park and you will never guess who I saw walking through the park with a sledge and what looked like a five-year-old oh no that guy I thought you were going to see a sledge in a box of fireworks (laughs) Part of me wishes it was. Like, the thought of him looking after a child makes me, like, quake to my core. Yes, sometimes if I'm, like, back in Cumbernauld or in the lovely town centre and you see someone and you, like, you recognise them and then you're filled with, like, absolute fear of, like, people you were scared of at school and then they've got, like, three kids with them and it's, like, they're just going to desert their kids and threaten to bar me. (laughs) You know, still have that, like, irrational fear. Yes, yes, I definitely, I feel you on that one. Anyway, um, I'll refrain from setting off any fireworks right now. Um, Let's go back to the Coens, I guess. Pool house, um, well, Ryan and Marissa, and he's doing his white night routine again. Mm -hmm. Um, We've not seen the wife beater in a while, though. We haven't. So a nice little moment. And this is where he tells her his plan, and she is like, eh. No. <laughs> no. Thanks though. And then she kind of runs off. That's that's it. Yep. It was short and sweet. And then we are in the kitchen with Sandy and Ryan and Seth. And they're weighing up Ryan's options. So yeah. we've got long distance, webcam action. <laughs> yeah. Um and then Seth also throws in the works that she might just enjoy. Going to Hawaii with the hot native dudes and lonely sailors. I mean, it sounds great to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sign me <sure>. up. <laughs> um, this is where Sandy sits. He says this sentence, which makes me feel a bit sick. He's like, um, maybe there's something special you can do before she leaves, which is quite an innocent thing to say. Yeah. Like, she's moving to Hawaii. Maybe there's something special you guys can do before you go. <laughs> but all I could think about was, do you remember that scene in, um, was it season one or season two, when he's talking to Seth about sex? And he's oh. talking about like foreplay and stuff. And it's all I could think about. And I was just like, oh, oh. parents shouldn't talk about sex. It's gross no. and I don't like it. No. But that's obviously the first thing my brain went to. I was like, yeah. maybe they're going to bang. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that they hadn't. I don't know. I think I just put that. I'd just forgotten that. <laughs> yeah. Forgot. To be fair, there's a lot of other stuff that goes on that you could easily forget something like that, you know, with 
Yeah. We've been busy. Yeah. There's been a lot going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where um, Seth makes a real catty comment to his dad about his mum, doesn't he? He's like, ask her if she's she- ever coming home. And then Sandy like whips round and is like, the situation's a little bit too complex for those snide comments. Yeah. And like shuts it down in only the way a parent can. Yeah, definitely. And then speaking of which, we cut to Creepy Charlotte and Kirsten. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I thought this was like really... Almost again, they're going like back and forth and Carson's saying why she wants to go. She, I think she's feeling she'll get a bit of closure. And he said, um, oh, he's, he's planned surprises for you before. I just hope it's a good one. It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. To be fair, though, as soon as she said that, I was like, I didn't even think about what was going to be in Caleb's will. Like, yeah. it wasn't until she said that sentence, I was like, I bet you there is a big juicy surprise in there, though. Yeah. South Pacific. <sighs> Seth and Summer have a dangerous plan and they need to synchronise their watches for 9pm. Now, I've worked in production a a long time. I've got a large (laughs) part of my my career. I've also worked in radio production, which, as you can imagine, and television production, which, you know, means you need to have things at a set time. I never once in my life have synchronised a watch with somebody ever and I really want to do it. So if anyone, A, wants to buy me a watch and then B, wants to synchronise watches with me, slide into the dms i'll send you i'll send you my address they've hatched their plan (laughs) nothing else i've not really got much written down for this scene have you no taylor has a go doesn't she get caught doing what oh yeah shut up taylor shut up taylor yeah cares yeah Uh, right on to the juicy stuff let's get to the newport group and let's get this will read Yes. Oh, and then you've got the nice reunion with Kirsten. Yeah, that's also nice. Kiki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Julie says, oh, "You look great. Maybe I should check myself into rehab." <laughs> okay. <laughs> A Julie Cooper joke in the only way Julie yeah. Cooper can. Yeah. I love it. So the lo- the lawyer starts saying, "Who's a generous man, loved by his family." <laughs> And then Julie just cuts him, of, cuts him off and it's like, Sandy gave a lovely eulogy at the funeral. Let's get <laughs> the niceties. <laughs> Julie, this is your dead oh. husband they're talking about. Come on now. But Heather, she's getting married like tomorrow. We need to speed things up, you know? She's getting her <laughs> nails done. She's getting a blow dry. <laughs> oh. um, Caleb's wish was to split his fortune equally between his daughters and his wife. To which Julie says... I'm getting the same as Kirsten, <laughs> which is the most insensitive thing oh. to ever say. But let's glide over that because that's when the lawyer says that was Caleb's intention. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. And it turns out Caleb's broke. Got go. no money. We didn't see that one coming, did we? No. And then <laughs> Julie's like, broke? What's broke? <laughs> Bless her. Uh, and the, yeah, the only thing they get out of it is Kirsten gets a letter. And that's yeah, it. Kirsten gets a letter, Julie gets nada, and Jimmy <laughs> is shitting himself. Jimmy <laughs> is like Tate Donovan is a great actor because you can see in like his shoulders he is straight away shitting himself. Yeah. It's so good. Um Kirsten runs off, doesn't she? And she's like, Charlotte told me this would happen. Oh. And Sandy, bless him. Sandy's like, let's open it together. We'll find out. I'm here for you. Says all the right things. And then um this is where we find out that Kirsten's just really scared that it's gonna be an angry letter, right? Yeah, because I to be fair, you just sort of forget how they left things. You know? Yeah. And then when obviously she says all the things that she said to her. Um, dad and she thinks that it's just going to be obviously if she's been doing so much work in herself and processing their relationship she's just worried that it's going to put her back to square one which is understandable yeah Yeah, but it's it's sad I feel for her I really feel for her but um, she drives away she takes her letter and she drives off Um, also just like a clear like money disparity see back at the house when she's with creepy charlotte she's like oh don't worry i've got a car i thought she had like rented a car that she was driving i did not appreciate she had a car and a driver yeah <laughs> <laughs> levels of money oh, my brain yeah not likewise likewise <laughs> 
And then we've got cut to Melissa packing. Yes. Um, Here, uh, see if somebody said you have to pack up your house in two days. No thanks. No thanks. No thank you. Um, And Ryan wants to give her the best 24 hours of her life. And I think Melissa just looks a bit dubious as if, yeah, really? Sure, cool. I might pack. (laughs) I have my entire life to pack up in a day, but sure, Ryan, let's go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So let's go to the bar at the boathouse. Is it the boathouse, the yacht house? I've got the yacht club. Yacht club, don't know. Yeah. Let's let's see. But we are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, Jimmy looks not okay he's like his face is the wrong color like he's yeah. got that kind of like gray color and this is where julie is like oh i kind of talked myself into loving caleb not for the money but for the security yeah. that, that brings and i was like oh pal mm. that sucks and then she says she feels safe with jimmy oh Ooh, well that's stupid <laughs> Um, <laughs> she's like it's not like we'll be poor you have your business in Hawaii we'll be sailing in on a hundred foot yacht aloha oh. and then he's saved by the bell his phone rings <laughs> and then straight away there's ominous music I was like oh clearly this is bad yeah. and then his mental oh it's bad luck to spend the night with the bride um, <laughs> and at this point I'm just like do we ever actually see Jimmy again? I can't remember where this goes. Like, is this it? <laughs> I've written down he's running. Yeah. He is out of there. Sandy calls Creepy Charlotte to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do we know where Kiki is? Because she has not returned. Well, she's not returning his calls and she's not returned home. And then I hated this bit because Charlotte just totally re- like misrepresented Carson's attitude about yeah. going because she was feeling really upbeat about going she thought it was the right thing to do she was going to get closure but the way that charlotte puts that across to sandy is oh she didn't want to let you down and that's the only reason she came which will which isn't fair yeah it's really not yeah and it's basically implied that the stress that this whole situation is causing fault. her to relapse is sandy's fault and that's not the case at all okay over to the diner they've had a nice dinner together and then seth and summer are like the least subtle people in the entire land Uh, and they're like we've got to go and then ryan's like i've got a surprise for you and he set up a beach hut hasn't he yeah a little tiki beach hut i feel kerry would not be okay with us not mentioning have they not learned their lessons with candles and fire Fire. and flammable search surfaces Yeah, it like, is did worth... they go out and blow out all those candles outside before? The, like, I, I, mm, no, they I definitely didn't. You know, they didn't. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? It burns down. They buy a new one. Anyway, let's let's move on. I don't. The safety police have checked in, and it's yeah, yeah we're, we're, it's fine. <laughs> Jimmy's running. You know how you know he's running because he's wearing a baseball cap. Yep, he's wearing a baseball cap. He's doing a midnight flitting. <laughs> And like, <laughs> and then we get the three men with the big black SUV. I know. And this is where I was like, "This is it. We're never seeing him again, ever." I know. <laughs> this is the end for Jimmy. God. Um. And he even tries to like rationalise them, and he's like, "What are we gangsters or something?" <laughs> yes. He lent you a hundred thousand dollars. Of course, he's a gangster. No, that that was the second Jesus. time round. That was an additional one hundred thousand oh dollars. Who knows what God. kind of debt he was in to begin with. Yeah, and then he's like, "Jimmy, I'm done talking. Get in the car." And then he says, "Jimmy, I'm sorry. That was the point that I yep. was like, oh, J- Jimmy is dead. He is dead.'" <laughs> oh. And then Jimmy. back to the beach hut. Right, I find this really weird. <laughs> Where she makes a joke about running. Uh huh. It yeah. just wasn't believable. She's not funny. <laughs> I also think like it would be more believable if in the previous series she hadn't be- like someone hadn't attempted to rape her. Then I'd be yeah. a bit more inclined On the beach. to be like, okay, maybe funny, but like, no, that's just not a well placed joke, is it? No, it didn't land. Nope. However, good consent here. Indeed, approved of this. Ryan was like, "Are you sure?" And she said, well, she says yes, but she doesn't look overly happy. My general ethos is, like, if they don't look, like, super pumped, that's, you should probably say no. Mm. Um, but she looked, like, sad. And then Ryan's saying, it'll make it that much harder for you to leave. I was like, Oof, 
thinking quite a bit of yourself there, Ryan. It's this, the voice of every man who's ever had sex, ever. Are you telling uh, me my penis isn't so great that it's going to change your life perspective on everything? What? Uh, oh, and then it, oh, the montage that follows is just really, no. really I messed know. up. The song's terrible. And I think if you're just going to like take your first sexual experience and then mix that with your dad getting the shit kicked out of him. Well, well, well. Interesting. This isn't the first time she's had sex. She had I sex support, with Luke. Of course she did. Of course she did. But that's what's so confusing. And that's why I said I'd come back to the title because this is called <gasps> The End of Innocence. But she's had sex. Like, she's of not she innocent. Has. Like, ah, oh, this furiates me so much. This whole, like falsity of virginity and innocence yeah, and as purity a and the... yeah and it's like well no first of all having sex doesn't make you impure impure is that a word yeah yeah it doesn't yeah and i think it doesn't make you dirty yeah but maybe maybe it's the end i suppose the last time she had sex it wasn't against a montage of her dad getting barred so maybe this is a new <laughs> level of like <laughs> different level yeah, that's. I never even thought about that. We also can't forget in this montage, we also see Kirsten we purchasing are, a bottle of vodka. A bottle of cheap vodka. And then, yeah, Sandy stressing <laughs> uh, and her checking into a hotel and just looking longingly at her bottle of vodka. Yeah, it's a weird loop of like Jimmy gets punched, sex, staring at bottle. <laughs> Jimmy gets punched, sex. <laughs> but at least like there's candles I guess that's kind of romantic yeah. if it wasn't so dangerous but sure and then just fades out on a presumably dead Jimmy at this point <laughs> I've actually written Jimmy is fish food so yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah is Jimmy dead next line <laughs> uh, I did not think it was Jimmy on the phone when Marissa's phone goes the next morning no I thought it was maybe Julie calling to say that her dad was dead yeah, that's, that's that's what I thought. But uh, no, we turned up to Jimmy's boat and he has really been be- beaten up. Not something... Actually, we give the makeup department props quite a lot because there's been a lot of time the ladies have looked good. But the makeup for this is phenomenal. He I looks didn't like think he, he did. I thought he should have had been black and blue. I thought his injuries didn't look that crazy. No. First day, it's red. It doesn't go blue yeah. until like two or three days later. Like I thought um, his face would have been properly like unrecognisable. I am. Um, I snowboard, and when I was learning to snowboard, I became an expert on the colours of bruising <laughs> and how many days in certain colours are. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought he looked very beaten up, very believable. Um, <laughs> I just love violence. Evidently, like I wanted it to look worse, look more beaten. <laughs> um, right, he says, "I've got to go, and I can't take you with me." And then, like. Right, I have I have so many questions. See when she's like, okay, if you have to go, you need to leave and not come back because it's too hard. Like having to say goodbye to you, I was like, sure, that makes yeah, that's sense. sensible. But, I mean, it's very emotionally intelligent for a sixteen-year-old, but sure, I'll go with that. That is believable. What is not believable is that Jimmy doesn't even have the fucking decency to call his fiance slash ex-wife slash Julie Cooper, my number one bae, to tell her yeah. that he's jilting her at the altar. They like, jilted her at the altar. Bearing in mind, this is the guy like two days ago wanted to marry her in two days' time. And now he's not even going to give her the courtesy of a phone call. And his 16-year-old daughter is the go-between. Yeah, Wild. Like, that's insane. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. When he says that um, I'm not a great dad, like, really showing it in this scene, pal. Like, this is bad. <sighs> anyway, bye, Jimmy. It was nice. Yeah. It's been nice having you in the show. Yeah. It did when we watched episode one of season three and it was like guest star Tate Donovan. I was, where is this going again? Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sad to see Jimmy go. Despite this this episode, I quite like Jimmy. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Who knows? I can't remember if he comes back or not. I really can't. <laughs> well, Marissa's told him not to, so... <gasps> Creepy Charlotte. Right, things are starting to make a bit more sense here, I think. Are they? For me, yeah. Maybe for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got Creepy Charlotte. A woman knocks at the door um, and she needs the house back. So it's either her yep. house, or her Airbnb host, whatever. Um, and Charlotte's going a bit mad and saying oh well I meant to have it for another couple of weeks yeah I paid you that money and then the woman says yes but your check didn't clear yeah um so how about 
we just settle up you now and you leave. Yeah. 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 And then she proceeds to pack up Kirsten's stuff bag, throwing it out the window while still having a conversation. So I was trying to figure out where this window was because I was like, surely our voice would be carrying. Yeah. Who knows? And she jumps out the window with the bags. Yeah. The pit, taking the Christmas picture really creeped me out. I don't know why. It really creeped me out. It was... Uh, it's not yeah, okay. she's very And creepy. then what is it? The woman says, like, oh, where are you going to next? And she's like, oh, I think I'll head to the beach. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh, no. But, like, where is this going? Like, what does she have to do with the Coens? What is going on? All will be revealed. This is... I think this is actually the best secret the show has kept yeah they've built it up quite well again i couldn't even remember when i've seen it so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah while this horrifically creepy terrifyingness is happening kirsten returns home this is nice yeah this is really nice and she's like oh i was hiding from my life but i want to live it Mm. and sandy says one of the best things you could ever say to someone if it gets messy we'll clean it up together." together Yeah, and do you not think that Sandy just looks so happy? He does. Yeah, he looks more Got like himself. Um, and then they read Caleb's letter and there's not really anything in it. It's an apology and she's like, of course he had to be dead to say nice things. Was yep. anyone surprised that it was an apology? No. No. Like, that, it was always going to be an apology. Yeah. Back to my point of previous episodes, Caleb was actually a nice <laughs> guy. He just maybe wasn't the best business guy and was quite ruthless, but sure. Uh, I was going to say, Heather, were you like hoping for a voiceover? <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some, uh, what's his name, Alan? Is that his name? Alan White, what's his surname again? That's going to annoy me. Alan, Australian guy. Yeah, I'll, it'll come back. But yeah, but to be honest, I don't even know if the writers would have the ability to write a letter of <laughs> that depth. For the maybe, uh, maybe it's quite expensive as, may, as well. Maybe they were trying to save some money and not, not get that voiceover back. Yeah, that's going to really annoy me what his name is, but it'll um, it'll come back to me, I'm sure. Um, so let's, let's head over to the, the yacht club, the boat club that I didn't realize. So when Jimmy said to Marissa on the boat, give this to your mum, I didn't see what he gave her. Uh And in my head, I thought it was a letter. That's what I thought was happening. So when she came in and she was holding the ring, I was like, Jimmy, you dog. Like, you Ugh. actual monster making your 16-year-old child tell her. Like, but Julie looks great. Let's just give her a moment. She looked bloody great. She did. And I even thought, like, the setup and stuff looked quite nice, considering it was... So last minute, right? Uh, last minute, naughty, so I was quite tasteful. Um, she um, was wearing this, like, beautiful, like, ivory halter neck. Like, it was quite beachy, a, yeah. little, a little Hawaii vibe. She had a little flower, like an orchid behind her ear. I thought she looked great. She yeah. did. Yeah. Where is your father? Uh, she knows. <laughs> uh, and she's like, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? And Marissa, mm. very nicely, is like, we'll be okay. We'll figure it out together like we always do. Which is really fucking rich because they don't normally figure it out yeah. together. Like Marissa some rich guy comes along. Yeah, exactly. Peace. But I like the sentiment, even if that's not actually what's happened so far. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely. I think you can see her relationship with Julie um, definitely developing, and she just seems to be maturing a little, doesn't she? For sure. Right. I thought that I thought the episode was going to finish there, mm. and uh, it didn't. Still got quite a lot, quite a lot to go. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah I was the same. I paused it and that, i was like how is that not where it's going to end that felt like the natural pause didn't yeah. it? it felt like the natural end but it's not there's still no. more seth and summer tidying up and sneaking back the props that they had borrowed to make up ryan and marissa's sexy hut um and obviously the dean is here Ugh. um and is like i never took you as a thief cohen and then <laughs> he's pretty seth's pretty ballsy and i was yeah. like i borrowed it for a good reason and I've written down he can't expel all of them. He like, can. surely. He can. And there, he's got no, like, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I've just, all, all I've written down is, I'm the Dean of Discipline. The Dean is a knob. So that's what I thought about that scene. <laughs> Beautifully poetic. Yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah, and then he gives him the one month detention. Yeah. Well, Seth goes down this route where he's like, look, it was, he owns up and he's like, look, it was a victimless, victimless crime. 
and nobody got hurt everything's back everything's as i'm going to put it all back where it came from and the dean is like it's the principle of the things it's my job to set examples <laughs> and seth big ballsy seth turns around and says go on and expel me at this rate um, <laughs> your the school's going to be empty by thanksgiving yeah i was like I mean, if I was a teacher, I would have lost my rag at that. I'd yeah. be like, don't speak to me like but that. But I think the Dean is that type of character that inspires you to really, yeah, like you said, rebel, because he's just so horrible and smarmy. It's like, yeah. who cares about the consequences? This guy needs told. Yeah. The consequences of Seth's actions are that he gets one month's detention unless he's willing to give up his partner in crime. You clearly didn't do this all by yourself. And Seth's like, no, I did. Did it all by myself. And so he gets two months detention. And again, wild because it'll be that the dean that has to sit with Seth for two months. It's a bit twisted, isn't it? I just, I if I was a teacher, detention would be the last thing I'd be giving out. Why would I want to have to stay late? No yeah, thanks. I never give out punnies either. I think they're a waste of time. And the admin of actually writing them is, yeah. What What is the point? I know. The worst. Um, I've not written anything down for this next scene other than beach, neutral milk hotel <laughs> cover. <laughs> I got a bit distracted by remembering the full name of the song. So. Uh, well, you are right. It's Ryan and Marissa walking along the beach, Kelsey Prees, Um And she's like, I'm not mad. I'm just scared what's going to happen ah, okay. next. And this is where they reminisce on the line from earlier in the episode when they're like, we'll stick together and we'll be okay. Deal. And it's quite nice. Um, and then we very quickly go back over to the Coens and Seth's all super pumped because he did the first brave thing in his life yep. and didn't grass in his girlfriend, which I was like, Summer, why are you going out with this douchebag, man? Like, Yep. Mm, no. Um, and then Kirsten comes home. Oh, this is nice. I really like this, the sort of family reunion and they're all together in the kitchen and it's been so long since they've been. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. really sweet. Um and the way like Ryan runs to Kirsten as well, it's I yeah. don't know. I think the dynamic has sort of shifted that he actually sees them as parents now rather yeah. than you know as if the four of them are this little unit, which is quite cute. Yeah, I liked as well because they kind of do a little like recap of what's happened in the episode, which <laughs> was quite cute. And then um, Sandy oh, finishes off by saying, um, "That's a great thing about this place; nothing ever happens." Not factually true, Sandy. <laughs> we'd have nothing to talk about if yep. nothing happened, but a cute line nonetheless. It was. Tied it all up. Next time. Oh, do you not feel that every episode so far in this season, it's, where is this going next? Because it feels that things are getting tied up, like, at the end yeah, of every episode. Yeah, quite quickly. Oh. Well, I do have a couple of questions I've written. I've written down on my little notepad here. Question one. Will Julie need to get a job is my first order of business. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of some jobs that Julie would be good at. Um, I think she should open a yoga lattes studio. I think she'd be great at that. She'd be good like, at she's that. Got a buff jo- she's got a buff body. Like She loves it. She goes there all the time. She has her best brain storms when she's mm-hmm. working out. I think it'd be good for her. I think yeah. it'd be good. Um, also maybe going back to like the Newport group and doing mm-hmm. like um, like event work I think she'd be good at that yeah too. I think she'd be like good at how- event party planning although is there a Newport group mm, valid point mm. but, I mean think about how quickly she turned that wedding around so yeah I think that would also be a good job for Julie and if you know the worst comes to the worst she could go back to the porn vibe because again yeah. bang and bod I think she'd be great she'd be good I would sign up to her OnlyFans <laughs> I wouldn't I actually <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, um, okay, what is this Dean about? Is my next question. Mm. Question two: What, like, what, what is his purpose? Like, what is going on there? Is there something going on between him and Taylor? What, what, what is his problem? What is his beef? My final question is: okay. Will Taylor get in the sea? Will Taylor That's get my in the sea? Final question. Um, I'm assuming not. I think she's probably. Like, I think she she might be here for a while. <laughs> Um, but we'll and also Creepy Charlotte oh my god I forgot about Creepy Charlotte yeah. how could I yep so a lot to be going with there and then we also <laughs> have to think about where do Marissa and Ryan go next 
True. I mean, they're just going to be banging all the time though, right? Banging all the time, not going to school. And then you've also got to think if they're broke, what is this going to mean for Marissa's... She's not really a scholarship kid, is she? What's it going to mean She'll for schooling? Slum it. it. State Slum school. It in a public school. Yeah. Uh, no, not the a state school. It, that's the one. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in America, though. Do they not? Public, private, is that opposite? Am I getting confused? I don't know. Oh, I don't Maybe know. some of our listeners could so let us know. Yeah. I think but, it's still a state school. Yeah. But yeah. Um, oh my God, imagine if she had to wear a school uniform. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. <sighs> okay. Uh, listener of the week it's week three i'm expecting some backing vocals this week jane okay i didn't even need to say you did it on your own not listen to that back ever well that was joyous um i'm just gonna clip that and we'll use that forever now thank you very much i'll bring my guitar next week oh my god please don't i'm not okay with that um okay our listener of the week this week is danny adriana she's from australia um she was put on to us by the lovely cheryl um who you will have heard from before but she messaged uh, well she mentioned us in her story basically just saying that she loves our podcast and she's been Aww, listening nice. to it loads and um she's amazing like really amazing she does loads of stuff um for fat positivity she's creator of hashtag fat truth series on twitter which is amazing would definitely recommend checking that out and she's the co-creator of body reconnect collective but all in all just a cool af person and i would thoroughly recommend checking them out on the internet nice um so thanks for listening yeah thank you appreciate it I think she's big. She's got a blue. She's got a blue tick. Oh, big in the game, man! Wow. I think I think she's famous. <laughs> I think she's famous. Well, on that note, the excitement of a famous listener is a bit too much for me. Yeah. That and it's nine o'clock on a Monday, Monday night, night, and I want to go to bed. <laughs> As we were talking at like what six o'clock when we we're like, all oh, right, we'll record at half seven, and you yeah. were like, oh, I'm already in my jammies. Yeah, I had. It was so horrible and dull like outside and I went for a run after work I had a bath and Stephen's like you have your jammies on it's like 5pm like, <laughs> what else is there to do tomorrow's a new I day I would call that living your best life yeah do you know what I did before our podcast what I bleached my moustache and called my dad <laughs> a wild a wild Monday evening at the same time yeah at the same time a wild Monday um, well thank you for listening as always guys we really appreciate it follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Never Seen the OC. leave us a review that's one of our favourite things yeah definitely on Apple Podcasts um, subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your your little potty potty podcasts uh, I don't know why I said it like that I've never said that before in my life but right I need to go it's, I'm too it's tired. bedtime <laughs> okay <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>